Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on New Year's Eve, broadcasting from my hometown of Los Angeles where it's still up around 80 degrees, while the rest of the U.S. is buried under snow and ice. I understand it's also Voice America Business's birthday today. So, happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hip, hooray! That's all they get. But um, it's a great network, and uh, I've enjoyed being on here since 2011. They are great to work with, and so... Happy, happy, happy birthday. We broadcast last week from Williams Lake in Canada, and uh, I want to thank everybody there for making us feel so welcome. It was also great to spend a week with my son, who goes to um, George Washington University, where he's doing a, a business degree, and I hardly ever get to see him, so being able to spend time up there with him was fantastic. And... Uh, with the Winter Olympics in Sochi just six weeks away, I got to try curling for the first time. And while I thought that it was probably going to be about as boring as watching paint dry, we actually had a fantastic time. It's a hell of a lot more skillful than it looks on television. So to all the curlers in Williams Lake who showed us such fantastic hospitality, and put on such a great spread afterwards at the Curling Club. I want to thank you very, very, very much. It was terrific. I thought it was a good show last week too. I also met two fantastic entrepreneurs in the little town of Williams Lake, population 11,000. One was Becky Bravi, who's created a wonderful energy drink called Crazy Horse and is bootstrapping it with funds from a real job. We also owe a great big thank you to another entrepreneur, Penny Hutchinson, who welcomed us into her beautiful home right on the edge of Williams Lake. Snow white, the idyllic white Christmas. She fed and watered us unbelievably well. I relaxed for a week like I haven't relaxed in Many, many years. And Penny's got a great little business called Worth Every Penny, which sells a personally selected range of unique gifts and bric-a-brac. And one of the pieces, called A Winking Mirror, now has pride of place on my wall here in Los Angeles. So if you're listening to us from Williams Lake, Thank you very, very much. I can't wait to get back there. I absolutely loved it. And, Penn, thank you. Now, I love New Year's Eve. It's a chance for us tomorrow to start afresh, bury the past, celebrate the future. And I'm absolutely convinced that economies all over the world are going to flourish in 2014. And it's an excellent opportunity for businesses to grow and achieve great success and this boost to the economy will lead to more money being invested in startups. I think crowdfunding sites are going to go bereft next year and be able to assist even more entrepreneurs than they are already. Now, I've had some fantastic guests on the program in the last 12 months, and several of them have sent me their New Year's resolutions, which I'll read to you during tonight's program. I'll start off now with the New Year's resolution from the legendary Tim Draper, who, as you know, is the guy responsible for Hotmail, Skype, Baidu, and literally dozens of other startups. He's a fantastic guy, and he's been terrific to me. Gave me a great testimonial for my book. And for a guy with such fantastic success under his belt, nothing ever seems too much trouble for him. I mean, he's one of those really, you know, he's worth $20 billion or something. He's one of those really, really genuinely great people. Tim's New Year's resolution is to make the Draper University of Heroes the most unique entrepreneurial eight-week program anyone has ever taught, either in the physical or the online environment. Um, 
as you might know, the Draper University of Heroes is in San Mateo. My son Hunter was fortunate to go there uh, this last year and said it was the greatest learning experience in his life. So I urge you to go online and have a look at the website. It is a unique and really remarkable program, and I assure you, totally different than anything you've ever seen. In 2014, I also urge you to undertake something totally new. Now, I don't care whether it's learning yoga or learning to cook Chinese or undergoing a new fitness regimen, going over um, Niagara Falls in a barrel. I don't care what you do, just as long as you go out and kick the hell out of the world. You only get one shot at it, you know, and if you don't really push the envelope, the only person that you're really hurting is you. You. Why would you want to cheat you? Of course, you know, you know, this program is all about entrepreneurs. And so I implore you, if you're, if you're harboring the next brilliant idea and as yet you haven't had enough guts to go out and do it, 2014 is your year. The economy's going to boom. There'll be no better time to start on your journey of self-fulfillment and controlling your own destiny than 2014. Now, the only thing stopping 90% of us from being a brilliant entrepreneur is ourselves. So take a deep breath, start working on a detailed business plan, seek out some mentors, and then go for it. There's nothing more satisfying than being an entrepreneur. And a new year's a chance to make new friends, to live a more meaningful life, to care about people that are less fortunate, to help a new struggling entrepreneur, either with the benefit of your experience, or perhaps you could make an investment in his or her startup. You'll be amazed how much satisfaction that you'll get out of helping other people. At my company, um, Market Force One Business Strategies, and here at the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, we help entrepreneurs, startups, and early-stage companies every single day, and it gives us immense pleasure to do so. Another extraordinary guest I had on the show this year was Academy Award winner Eva Orner, the writer and director of the extraordinary movie The Network. I met Eva at a premiere of the movie at Australians in Film, and we discussed the movie and her incredible experience at some length on this show. Eva says she's not really one to make New Year's resolutions, although she definitely wants 2014 to be different than 2013. For those of you who heard the interview know, she was shot at and bombed making the movie Network in Afghanistan about guys and women setting up a television network with the Taliban, of course, in furious opposition. And a resolution is not to spend so much time in hospital in 2014. When she came back from Afghanistan, she was in and out of hospital daily. She... um, wants to get healthy and not spend any time in hospital and a lot less time in doctor's offices. 2014, Eva, it's going to be a fantastic year for you as the network is now available on VOD, On Demand, Netflix, iTunes and so on. It's a fantastic movie. If you get a chance to see it, it gives you another perspective of what's happening in Afghanistan and what we are partly responsible for. But as a I I really recommend that you catch it if you can. Now, New Year's Eve is probably not a bad time also to reflect on the things that you did in 2013 that made a difference to the world. Did you make a difference to the world in 2013? You should. If not, why the hell are you here? Think about the things that went right for you and also think about the things that went to hell and how you could do them differently and better. You know, you owe it to yourself and to your loved ones and to your staff. It's not all about you. It's all about your community, the people directly around you, to make 2014 the best it can be, not just for you but for everyone. It doesn't just happen. You have to plan it. 
So what are the things that we expect can expect to happen in 2014? Well, firstly, I think there's going to be an explosion in the number of 3D printers in the marketplace. 2013 saw a, an amazing number of firsts for 3D printers. God, I was looking at it the other day. We printed bionic organs, electronics. We printed stem cells. There were some lousy things like we printed metal and plastic guns, but we printed prosthetics including eyeballs and even two dresses that were worn by Lady Gaga. <laughs> In 2014, we'll have smartphone scanner apps that translate images into 3D objects. We'll be able to scribble objects in the air and get them translated into a 3D printer. Movies will offer fans 3D printable blueprints for movie merchandise. You'll be able to personalise almost everything from shoes to jewellery to whatever. And there's no questions that 3D printers are here and the explosion of uses is yet to begin. Another guest this year was Scott Ross, who headed up Industrial Light and Magic with George Lucas, a brilliant guy and a super guy. We, um, we had breakfast not that long ago, and uh, he also founded with James Cameron and Stan Winston Digital Domain, which became one of the sh- largest digital production studios in the world. And along the way, Project Scott was responsible for picked up more than a dozen Academy Awards. A dozen Academy Awards. That is a lot. Scott, you're a gem. I love you. Scott's New Year's resolution is simple. Always remember that you can choose happiness over sadness. Always. You can always choose happiness over sadness. Something else that we can expect in 2014 is an explosion in location-based marketing. And this is due to the rapid proliferation of devices and the amazing growth of the Internet of Things. Uh, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago there's going to be somewhere around 10 billion, billion with a B, items connected on the Internet of Things in the next three years or so. You know, people don't want to search for items. They want to know where they can get them. And if you deliver that information to their device, then you will get their business. There's something else we should be doing in 2014, and this is a pretty serious one, is carefully watching our reputation. To quote Warren Buffett, it takes 20 years to build reputation, and with today's wired world, five minutes to ruin it. Think about that, and perhaps you might do things just a little bit differently. In 2014, companies will have to stop pumping out promotional marketing messages and become truly customer-centric. There's a huge trend towards brand producing short videos. You might remember the, the 10 most popular short videos this year. Three of them, I think three. In fact, I'm sure it was three were brand videos. This is the future. Traditional advertising is dying. Images and video are the new viral strategy, and brands are going to increasingly use these tools to interact with their consumers. This will be fueled by very aggressive social networks, all haggling for their niche. The successes are going to come from very targeted niche communities that are passionate and highly influential advocates with brands marketing with them rather than to them. One of my um, New Year's resolutions is to develop in the speaking world a brand community of 24 or so speakers bureaus around the world and uh, really provide them with the best of everything. Now, you're listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. 
The whole reason that we've been here since 2011 is to assist entrepreneurs to become successful. So if you've got a question about any aspect of business, I don't care what it is, please don't hesitate to email me at bob at bobpritchard.com. That comes directly through to me and my team, and we will answer it on air or email you directly. You know, we're the number one show in the world for entrepreneurs, something that we're really, really proud of. So no matter where you are on the planet, we want to thank you for listening. Now, this year we've broadcast the program from a number of overseas countries, including Australia, Switzerland, Canada, Germany, Hong Kong, Dubai and India. And in 2014, we're also looking and hoping to be able to broadcast from your corner of the world. Now, after the break, I'll be back with John Maddox, who's a serial entrepreneur with an absolutely fantastic business. Instead of just investing money in projects, John has put together an extraordinary team of technology and software specialists who develop the project for the entrepreneur at no cost in exchange for equity. What a bloody brilliant idea. Not only that, John's team then commercialises the project. I'll be back with John immediately after the break. He's also a bloody good guy, and um, I'm looking forward to working with him very closely in the future. And hopefully between the two of us, we can help a lot of entrepreneurs become very successful. Now, we've all heard of um, J.D. Power and Associates. They pop up all the time, particularly in car ads. And uh, they're the people that reward excellence in business. And Jamie, again, is a fantastic guy. And um, I interviewed him earlier in the year. He's amazing. I mean, they really have put their stamp on an industry. Jamie's New Year's resolution is to be grateful for something every day and to improve in some way personally every month. I think that's great. Now, you're listening to Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Network, New Year's Eve 2013, and I'll be back in a minute. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. And this is a segment of the show where we talk to people who are taking initiatives that can help all of we entrepreneurs to be more successful. This segment's not just about helping our guests promote their business. We really do try to ask questions that will provide answers that are for the benefit of all of us. We try to find out what it is that makes them tick, what's made them successful, and what we can take away from their experience or their project that will make our journey in business a bit less challenging. As we all know, it is difficult to set up a business and make it successful. 
This program's all about saluting and assisting entrepreneurs, no matter what your endeavour, so that we're in a position where we can emulate these success stories and encourage others to get out, get out there, get off their ass, and have a go. Now, today's entrepreneur is what I believe is a revolutionary idea that can really facilitate bringing a lot of great concepts to fruition. I only heard about this a couple of days ago, and I love it. I think it is a brilliant idea. My guest is John Maddox. John's a serial entrepreneur and a tech startup investor, and he's bridging the gap between the tech startup idea stage, that's the real early stage, and gaining investment. So everything between thinking of it and getting it onto the market. John's a specialist in business logic and marketing strategy, as well as web and mobile application development. He's the CEO of Serious Startups, who and he recently sold his interactive agency to focus entirely on helping people take business concepts from the idea stage to launch without needing to raise investment capital in the initial phase. As you know, that's when the business is the least attractive and the money's the most expensive. John's the one that takes the risk and he's assembled a great team of specialists. He's totally surrounded by brilliant people, this guy, to accomplish the goals of the entrepreneur. So he wants to achieve your goals and he's got the expertise on hand to be able to do it. And at the moment, all of the capital for developing this comes out of John's pocket, not yours. His main goal is to help entrepreneurs and professionals with great ideas to be able to turn them into reality. And his personal passion is to help inspire those with great ideas to take risks and control their own destiny. Hear, hear. You know, there's not much future in being middle management over the next 10 years. If you're not an entrepreneur, you're at the wrong end of the stick. And he's doing this not just from a, an emotional perspective, but to ensure that you have a solid business model and then you move forward in the best position possible to achieve your dreams. John, how are you? Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Good to talk to you again. Well, Bob, I really appreciate you uh, You have me on. I don't know uh, what to say. That was the most uh, glowing uh, introduction of myself ever heard. My uh, my head is swelling. I appreciate that. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's such a cool idea, and it, it, it's totally unusual. I've never seen it before. Um, I, I really do love it. I'm not just saying that, but I'm, I mean it. In fact, I've got a project I'm going to send you away today. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I really appreciate that. The, uh, the idea really came out of uh, it not existing, at least not to, to my knowledge, enough research to see uh, if it exists. It doesn't have a few little different pieces here and there, but um, I had so many people with really interesting concepts coming to me as a um, as a vendor um, with my interactive agency. And you know, as soon as you tell them, hey, well, that's going to be $250,000 to build out, they, uh, they generally have a heart attack. I understand. And uh, I get wide, and they thought it was going to be, you know, oh, that's not $5,000? And they uh, like, well, no, um, there's going to be a team of seven people working on this for six months. Yeah. Uh, we don't work for negative money. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but then oftentimes, people with interesting concepts, um, even ones that had ridiculous ideas, but uh, they would go and try and get in front of uh, investors, and the investors would say, well, come back to me with a working prototype. Sure. You know, we're in that idea stage, and um, from a risk standpoint, I understand where the investors are oftentimes coming from. If the person with the, with the idea isn't a, a tech person, a marketing person, a, uh, a strategist, and, uh, and all those things, you know, encompassed into one, one human, there's no way they can do it all. They need a team. And, uh, as, as you know, um, specifically, the, there's a lot that goes into the tech startup world beyond just having an idea. There's Absolutely. a amount of, of different angles to come at it. And the technology change, what's possible changes so rapidly, um, that, you know, what you're, what you were thinking about might not have been doable or been extraordinarily complex six months ago, and now it's child's play. And the and other thing, the other the thing is, that, that, yeah, the other thing is today, you've got to move quickly. You know, this, 2,000 new apps released every day, 2,000 new ideas, new projects out there every day. And, you know, I've often said on this program that too many people develop something and then spend three years trying to perfect it when ideally you want to be out in the marketplace as fast as you can get out there. Because if somebody does buy you, 
they're probably going to scrap all the stuff you've done anyway. They want the core um, fundamentals of what you're doing, and then they, you know, they go their own way and meld it into whatever they've got. So, um, you know, you really want to develop it quickly and then hit the market, don't you? That was a question. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, what I really ran into with even folks that uh, were clients of mine that had gotten funded, um, had investment backing, uh, you know, they would have come through with the idea, you know, six months before, by the time they raised the capital, another six months has gone by. Then we've got three, four, five, six months of development yep. uh, to do. And now you're 12 months down the road. And to your point on how rapidly things are coming out, you know, we live in a world of simultaneous discovery. I mean, that's yes, just, um, absolutely. just reality. And if you don't take that into account, you're setting yourself up for somebody to steal your idea. We've all sat there on the couch watching TV and seen a commercial for a, a concept that we had three years ago. Yeah, and I right. had that idea a long time ago. Yeah, and, so did uh, 10,000 other people. You know, pulled the trigger and, and right, right, and uh, to kind of from from the serious startups, um, you know, business logic. Uh, yes, I am, I am taking a risk, but if we can, you know, rapidly knock these things out in you know the prototype stage, do it at a high level, not just from a uh, programming and coding standpoint, but also branding, uh, marketing, launch strategy, customer acquisitions, all those things, um, and compact that as fast as possible. One, we can prove market viability of the concept to start to you know, gain some initial traction, which has one of potentially has one or two outcomes, or or it could be both. Um, first, you don't necessarily need investment capital if True. you've uh, started gaining customers. Um, Secondarily, uh, investors, especially at the you know the scale stage, they want to see if you have a proven concept. Yeah. And my goal is to, and my team's goal is to have something that looks awesome because we all know perception is reality. Sure. Um, but secondary to that, we also have solid business logic, revenue models, uh, customer acquisition strategies in play, and can prove customer acquisition cost to um, investors. So from their perspective, it's oh well, this is already done and yeah. it's working and. My, I can actually project, um, you know, realistic uh, return on investment for, uh, for them, which anybody that's ever been down that road knows is what they're, you know, they're looking for outside of, you know, how good is the idea? It's, is it, even if it's a great idea, if you haven't figured those pieces out, um, they're much less likely to take the risk on you. One of the pro- one of the problems that I see, you know, I, I'm in a similar business to you, and one of the problems that I see is that um, people come all the time, often with a great idea, but the material that they send out to investors, you know, they send a hundred page business plan, and the guy's getting a hundred of those a day to take a month to read them. Um, I find that investors initially want one page, two pages, answering the ten questions that they want answered, not the ones you want to tell them, but the ones that pertain to them because what they initially do um, in my experience is is make a risk reward judgment how much is um, am I going to risk and what's the potential reward and you know they get offered everything from apps to real estate deals to new fuels to new engine models every day and they don't care what they invest in really as long as it the risk rewards there and most entrepreneurs don't know how to put that together well, that, that, that's very true, and, and the other things that I've run into um, that, co- that correlate with what you're talking about there is just in the in the idea stage. I've had uh, plenty of uh, people come to me, uh, both as a vendor and, and, and since we've launched serious startups, with an idea, and I'm like, okay, you're, I, I like the idea, but what's your revenue model? And, oh, well, I think we're going to maybe do some advertising, maybe we'll make it a subscription service, or maybe we'll do a freemium model, and uh, I'm saying, okay, well... Number one, that directly impacts uh, the direction we take on the development side sure. and can increase complexity, decrease complexity, um, you know, time to build out. But more importantly, uh, this is separate from um, you know, how I'm looking at it because if I like the idea, then we'll develop it out. It's not a capital raise standpoint but, uh, or issue. But if you go into investors, and one of the very first questions, I'm sure you can attest to this, one of the very first questions they're going to ask you is, what's your revenue model? Yeah, absolutely. And if you say, well, I'm going to figure that out after we launch. Can you please give me a half million dollars to get it off the ground? Yeah. They're going to probably, maybe not directly, but they're going to laugh you out of the room. Uh, probably and, directly. Uh, <laughs> now, I just, want to make, I just want to make a point here that I think is really interesting. You had a very successful company, and you sold that so that you could take a big risk on helping startups for equity instead of money. That is a big risk and shows a tremendous commitment to 
what you're doing. Oh, that's fantastic, I reckon. Well, and, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Sorry to interrupt you there. Do you specialize in any particular type of technology? I presume that it's only technology that you're interested in, but do you do you um, specialize in any specific type of technology? Um, not particularly. I mean, we're very uh, very advanced in uh, mobile application, web application, hybrid uh, software as a service. Yeah. Um, that's kind of our, uh, our our bailiwick. There's been some very dramatic advancements in what's possible uh, these days, but also just the complexity that goes into it. Uh, we've actually built out a, a very, very high-level framework for our mobile applications that uh, uh, enable a faster turnaround time, but also extraordinarily high level, so we can make them instantly compatible with um, you know Windows, Android, and um, iPhone and iPad without having to um, make it an insanely complicated uh, sure. uh, process, but still operate at, at a very high level. Um, in context of um, you know, specifics, um, I'm looking for uh, niche business problem solution technologies that are, are, are needed. That's what we're really, really looking for. I know, uh, <clears throat> I know there's plenty of folks sitting out there with a fantastic concept that would solve a problem for their industry. And, you know, a lot of times they just don't pull the trigger because they know it would cost a lot of money. They don't want to go through the uh, investment uh, uh, securing rounds or they can't convince their boss that it's a good idea, sure. all those kind of things. And there's also plenty of business owners that are sitting on uh, significant issues and they're busy running their company and don't have time to deal with it. Yeah. And if, uh, if we're able to partner with people that um, know the industry in and out, we know ours in and out. You know yours in and out. And if we're able to do this as a joint, uh, a joint venture, yeah. then the chances of success go up exponentially versus uh, going and raising capital and initially and uh, – and then hiring a company like my former one, and yeah, like, that was the. It's a, where do, where do you um do do you draw the line anywhere? I mean, it, will you take somebody who walks in and says, "Hey, I've got a great idea"? Will you take them on, or do you need the the project to be advanced at least some way before you'll look at it? No, no, we've uh, we've actually taken on things in a uh, already. In a variety of um, variety of angles, um, one which I uh, I literally just uh, finished uh, in the, the agreement with right before uh, right before our, our, our interview here um, is with a um, a dental practice. Um, right. The the people that came up with the idea are, are dentists themselves, and they got very very frustrated with the uh, how just how horrible to be blunt the uh, the existing platforms for you know uh, electronic health records are for the dental industry. Yeah, a law goes absolutely. into effect on January 1st that forces them to have it by law, but their options are horrible. Well, two years ago, they had become so frustrated that they uh, started working on a, uh, on a new platform, made it very advanced. It's fantastic. When they sat down and talked with me, um, <clears throat> they were almost to the launch stage. Right. And I said, okay, well, you guys are way down, way down the track. And from their standpoint, what they really need is the marketing and growth um, help uh, on that end, rather than as much on the development side. Right. And we are implementing, uh, we are doing development for them, but most of our, our personal focus is on uh, the marketing and, and growth side because they've made all the way on this path and they're like, wait a minute, we have an awesome product, but we're not marketers. Yeah. And we're actually kind of busy running our, our dental practice. Yeah. Um, so that's one aspect, or one context, take hey, way further down the road. Now, another one, gentleman came in off the street and uh, he's a, a general contractor, right. and he had a really fantastic idea that solved the problem for his industry. And said, "Hey, is there any way to do this?" And we sat down and came up with a concept and and built it out and and launched it. And it's already gaining traction in a, in a very short period of time. And it's kind of that kind of thing. Off the street, had nothing to to show for it. We took it on another one uh, way further down the line, and now we're helping in a slightly different capacity. So does does the project have to be something that solves a need? I mean, it, what if it's just a bloody good idea that's that's cute and and got legs? Well, I uh, I'm open to to that as well. The uh, I'll give you an example of one that uh, I think is just a, a damn good idea. Uh, it's called uh, my tip jar, and 
uh, any of you that ever go out and listen to a musician uh, that work for Tits, you, yeah. uh, you've probably been sitting there and the, the, the attractive blonde lady walks around with the glass jar and says, hey, can you tip the band? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, oftentimes, I, I live in Nashville, so I'm in Music City, USA, yeah. and uh, I have to go on a very regular basis, but I hardly ever carry cash. And yeah. the I, I want to tip the band, but I don't have cash. Yeah. And uh, Will Mulligan came to me and said, hey, John, uh, I think we should build an app that allows you to tip the band right. from your phone. So every time, every time you go That's out, pretty interesting. Yeah, now, that is a good idea. But every time you go out to lunch, you take you people know, to restaurants that um, uh, don't take credit cards, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then there, there's, there's a lot of potential for that beyond the things we're considering. Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you get your car valeted very often, but um, time. every time I do, I never have cash. And yeah. so there's plenty of different elements of that technology that can be utilized for. Hey, we can have this one focus on the band, this one ballet world. You know, there's a, a variety of uh, potential target audiences for it, and uh, we can look at leveraging um, that, that knowledge much, and success. Yeah. Is that much different than what the banks are doing now with with this, um, um, you know, share your bill or whatever, where you can, you know, each put in a dollar fifty or seven dollars fifty or whatever? Is is it much different than that? Um, it, it is. I mean, there's obviously some similarities, but uh, sure. you know, we're a little bit different. We're going beyond just tipping the band. Uh, we're building in geolocation. So if you were sitting at the office and you want to see who's playing in a venue nearby you tonight, um, we also allow you to see um, who's playing. The, the artist can sh- uh, showcase their schedule. Um, yeah. So even if you're not, they're not playing tonight, you can, uh, you can see where they're going to be next, all those kind of things. And then we're also, um, in version two, we're going to be launching things where you're, um, able to share tracks that the uh, artist wants to uh, promote. So if you tip them, you can download a track for free, that kind of thing, um, yeah. share it socially, you can get a, some rewards and things of that nature. The long-term goal being uh, also able to really track um, the data. So from the artist standpoint, you're able to see, oh, when I played at uh, venue A, I actually generated significant money than venue B. It would make more sense for me to try and get rebooked at the first venue rather than the second. Sure. Yeah. Um, those kind of things are from a data standpoint. Um, that's kind of some long-term uh, value of the application. Short-term, hey, let's solve a problem, but I think it's cool. And uh, I've been that guy. I know plenty of people who are. And, hey, there's nothing wrong with helping folks in the, in the music industry that are working hard and trying to make it. I agree. Now, so am I right in assuming that if you walk in with an idea and you say, yeah, we like that idea, we'll take it on, um, and all you've got is an idea and nothing else, that um, you would take a very substantial slice of equity. But if I walk in with a project that's well-developed and I've done most of the work and, and um, there's only a specific area that I want improved, then I would pay a significantly less piece of the equity. Is that how it works? That's correct. That's correct. Um so I look at it from a bloody great idea. Uh, in terms of equity, how much, how much, um, how much would I charge you in initial uh, as a vendor? Yeah, and I kind of look at that from a, a capital investment standpoint. Um, I also look at it from the uh, you know my uh, risk perspective. I mean, in reality, uh, and I'm sure you, you're, this term makes a lot of sense to you and a lot of your listeners. Um, in reality, I and my team we're being the lead investor yeah, on, sure. uh, on on your project, and generally Absolutely. they take the the largest chunk because we're taking all the risk. And now in this context, I'm not writing you a check to go hire people like us, but I am uh, personally making sure it gets done and keeping my uh, my team um, involved uh, from a monetary sense as well as um, you know, giving them a piece of the pie as well. So that you know, from, from my standpoint, uh, everybody in the industry, we all know that you work harder for things you have a vested interest in. Yeah. And it's much more fun if you actually believe in the concept rather than being a, having your boss stand over your shoulder and say, hey, do this. I know you hate it, but do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's something that you actually like and think it's a great idea, plus there's a long-term reward for you in it, um, it makes a lot of sense in my opinion. Yeah, I, I get people, I, I'd probably get 10 or 12 people come to me every day that have got ideas at some stage of development, but no money. And of course, the first thing they want is money, but they don't have enough to substantiate going and getting the money, which makes it extremely difficult. Um, 
because hard to find the money. They can't progress without it. And uh, so most of them fall by the wayside. So what reaction? Well, do if you don't mind a, uh, if you don't mind a quick uh, quick plug here, I might uh, have a an opportunity for some of those folks that uh, don't have much money. Um, we're uh, we're currently running a uh, crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo. Yep. And uh, all that, all the money that we raise is going to go towards marketing of the startups we've already taken on. Um, right. But uh, some of the things we're doing from a perks standpoint um, is basically offering crazy discounts on things like, hey, we'll build you a website. We'll do an awesome video for you. Uh, we're actually running a raffle contest for a website for $5. Uh, you enter a contest and we're going to build a website for somebody. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. So for folks that um, have really good ideas and want a bunch of capital, um, go to Indiegogo, search for serious startups, and uh, check out what we're trying to do and um, and what we have to offer there. Like I said, the the money that you do that you would get to us goes to help your fellow entrepreneurs with great ideas. And at the same time, we're giving folks the opportunity to uh, get things that normally we would charge a uh, a significant amount of money for, um, just as a way to help raise uh, raise additional marketing capital for the startups we're launching. I think I think that's great. Now, so what reaction have you received from, you know, you're obviously getting a great reaction from entrepreneurs because they, it solves half their problem, well, 90% of their problem probably. Um, but what sort of reaction are you getting from angel investors and startup accelerators and people like that? Uh, well, the, uh, it's actually kind of funny that you asked that question. The, uh, before I, I launched uh, Serious Startups, um, I was doing, you know, what any good business was going to do and uh, trying to make sure my business logic was correct. And uh, I was calling investors and different investors that I knew and the ones that I didn't and uh, kind of outlining the, the logic to them and uh, getting their feedback and asking them questions. You know, basically, hey, I haven't been an investor before. I've got, I know the other side of the game extraordinarily well, but I don't know your side. Can you give me yeah. insights and, and whatnot? And, and then they did, and they gave me a lot of, uh, a lot of feedback, and they liked the concept and theory. But um, at the time, in the initial research stage, they were uh, – well, you know, that sounds interesting. Uh, let me know how it's a hypothetical. Okay, how we end our, yeah. our conversations. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I knew and I, I knew that was going to be their response. And I want to make the phone calls. I just wanted to you know, get feedback. But um, since we since we took off, we did a pretty sizable uh, PR push. And I actually spent a considerable amount of money on traditional marketing. I mean, about TV and radio advertising and billboards and, and all sorts of things to really, um, you know, try and put the name out there to people with ideas and say, hey, stop sitting on your tail. Let's talk about your idea. Um, take risk. But yeah. um, anyway, since, to directly answer your question, since uh, since we've got going on and now saying, hey, serious startups took equity in, in Job Clocker and um, Access Dental and My Tip Jar, and you know, they're going and looking at them and saying, oh, my goodness, he actually did exactly what he said he was going to do, and they're gaining traction. Yeah. Um, now they're calling me. I'm and uh, I'm actually in... Sorry, what, Sorry what, might, what might be of, of appeal? I know quite a few myself, and what may be of some interest is for them to be able to hedge their bets by putting an investment across four or five or six or three of your properties um, and hedging their bets, and you know, on the basis that one of them is going to do really well. Well, that, that's that's been a what you just said is the baseline. Uh, from a long, from a macro point of view of, uh, yeah. of my business logic for serious startups is, sure. hey, um, invest, let's mitigate all of our risk. We can do seven or eight of these things for the amount of money that you would have invested in one. Yeah. And it's a, you know, I, I'm taking equity position in these, so it's uh, reducing uh, your risk. Plus, we have best in interest, therefore your risk goes down again. And, uh Let's uh, let, let's rock and roll and do this and have a, a great partnership. And to your point, yeah, are we have any delusion that every idea we take on is going to be a winner? Of course sure. not. That would be arrogant. But um, if we can if we can mitigate those risks and increase, you know, what is it, one in ten succeeds? If we can make that three in ten, that's worthwhile to both the entrepreneur and the investor. In, in my opinion, uh, I could be wrong, but uh, oh. that's just my uh, my standpoint. These, day, these days, you can be successful with one in a hundred. Um, John, thank you very, very much for being on the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Um, I really appreciate it. I think it's a fantastic idea. So I want you to do two things. Firstly, if you've got a great idea, you're sitting out there and um, you don't know how to move it forward, please um, go to SeriousStartups.com. 
seriousstartups.com or drop me an email at bob at bobpritchard.com and I will take it to John. Secondly, go to Indiegogo, look up Serious Startups and if you've got some money lying around in the bottom drawer, toss it in because assisting entrepreneurs is what is going to keep this country great and keep this country on the top of the pile. This is Bob Pritchard and you're listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business and I'll be back with you in just a moment. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on New Year's Eve. I'm broadcasting from my hometown of Los Angeles after a fantastic broadcast last week from Williams Lake. I hope that you're preparing to go to a great party Tonight, after you finish listening to the show, where you can be with friends and drink champagne and bring in 2014 with a bang, I certainly will be. The end of a year is a time to thank people who have helped you through the year, and I'd like to um, give actually three thank yous. Firstly, to all the people at Voice America who um, have helped put this show to air and have been so fantastic in working with me when I do things like run late for a show because of a puncture or whatever. (laughs) I just want them to know how much I appreciate all that they've done. Secondly, Ken Rakowski. He is um, the host of Business Rockstars on CBS. He's also the CEO of Metal, which is Media Entertainment Technology Alpha Leaders, a fantastic organization in Los Angeles, which has really made a big difference to my life. And I want to thank Ken for everything he's done. Um, And all of my team, everybody that works with me, Margie in particular, who work with me to help me both with this radio show and also with um, business, with the business side of the business, Market Force One Business Strategies. So to everybody, thank you very, very much. And of course, to all my clients, without you, I would be broke. <laughs> Now, 2013 has been a tough year for a lot of people. The economy's just been spluttering along. But I'm absolutely convinced that 2014, particularly fueled by the changes at the Federal Reserve, will mean a fantastic year for both established business and particularly for entrepreneurs. Now, normally in this segment of the show, we answer emails from listeners around the world. But tonight... I'm going to continue with predictions for 2014 and with New Year's resolutions from some of the guests that I've had on the program this year. I also want to thank all of the people that sent in emails and 
ask questions on uh, business and all the people who bought my book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, How to Blitz Your Competition. All in all, it's been an absolutely wonderful year. A few months ago, I saw a terrific movie set in Laos in Asia called The Rocket, which was about a Laotian boy who his family considered was cursed and it followed his journey after his family was displaced by the development of a dam. The movie has an extraordinary cast of interesting and eclectic characters and shows how in developing countries the locals get misplaced, forgotten, ignored and shafted. The writer and director of The Rocket is Kim Mordant, who spent 10 years bringing this movie to the screen. There's been a lot of buzz about it being um, Oscar-nominated foreign film. Kim is a great guy and has become a friend. Kim's New Year's resolution is that if he made a resolution, he would try very hard not to break it. Kim, I know you celebrated last night in Australia with the family, and I hope you had a wonderful time. Another trend we can look forward to in 2014 is the growing importance of smartphones and tablets. Wow, this last year has just been meteoric. Mobiles are far more important than just a computing advice device. <laughs> Tablets and smartphones, you know, they're with us 24-7 and they've effectively become a remote control for our lives. And uh, it's, it's hard to put them down. I, I use mine. I look up news and, you know, all the things that you do with your smartphone. Although, you know, all the apps, I reckon the best one <laughs> is the light with a um, um, magnifying glass. I mean, that comes in handy more often than anything else, apart from looking at the news. And so smartphones and tablets, they've also affected the way we shop in very dramatic ways. I mean, we now go into a shop and we look everything up on our, on our phones or our pads before we buy, and they're becoming more and more important in viewing all forms of television and video programming. And this is going to be extremely disruptive for marketers. And it could spell trouble, serious trouble, for all the networks. And this 24-hour connectivity means that consumers are only one touch, touch away from a physical store to a virtual store or from one merchant to another. Just push a button and bingo. So consumers are always in the market for something, 24 hours a day. The challenge is to continually engage them to consider your brand, your product or your store, whether or not they ultimately buy in a digital store or a brick and mortar space. So that's another trend that we can look forward to this year, the continuing escalation in the importance of smartphones and tablets. And in 2013, we learnt conclusively that content is king. And in 2014, those who use content wisely in their marketing are the ones that are going to succeed. You know, and, and it's not easy. Content must be compatible across all screens, distributed across various social platforms, Marketers are going to have to use video to engage their target market and share content via social media if they want to drive awareness and sales of their brands in 2014. So, and of course, mobile and tablets are the perfect way to distribute that video. Grammy Award nominated Freddie Ravel who's worked with Sergio Mendes, Santana, Earth, Wind and Fire, Madonna, Lady Gaga and a whole bunch of others. He's a great friend of mine and he was a terrific guest on the program earlier in the year. 
I also hosted an event with Freddie, his wife, Marie-France Levesque, and Al Giraud in Thousand Oaks at the Civic Auditorium about probably about three months ago, which was a fantastic success. Now, Freddie's got a very powerful business speaking presentation, which I saw him give recently at the head office of Red Bull, which is an amazing bloody place. His presentation's called Human Harmonics, and in 2014, Freddie's primary resolution is to bring human harmonics to life and amplify the awareness of music's profound power to better help our focus, our collaboration, and empower our personal and professional lives. Freddie's a gem. Love him. Good on you, mate. I hope you have a fantastic 2014. Now, 50 years ago, product placement and sponsorship of media programs was the normal way that companies promoted their brands on television, or even on radio for that matter. This was called native advertising. We then steadily moved away from this to what we now know, our traditional advertising slots. But the social networks and news and information websites, they've brought native advertising back. And now advertorial and product placement is becoming an increasingly bigger part of the marketing mix and a way for producers of content to produce content. (laughs) Branded content marketing in 2014 will be everywhere as more and more brands launch their content platforms and branded content increases in our favourite media platforms as well. One of the best interviews I've ever done was with a lady who was known as the first lady of rock and roll on Houston Radio KLOL, and later became a morning show host on KNWS. In 1988, she was named one of the most 100 most important talk radio hosts in America, and today she's a world-renowned speaker. She makes frequent appearances on television and radio talk shows and has published two books. The forward to the book, Rock to the Top, What I Learned About Success from the World's Greatest Rock Stars, was written by her friend, KISS guitarist, Gene Simmons. Dane is now the CEO of YourDailySuccessTip.com and a New Year's resolution is to revive Smart Girls Rock, which is an organisation she started in order to promote science, technology, engineering and math to girls. Dane is going to give away laptops to high school girls who don't have access to the essential technology that we all take for granted. Dana's an incredible person, very zany and great fun. Dana, good luck with Smart Girls Rock. If I can do anything to help you, please let me know. I often talk about how important mentors are in business today and how instead of getting mentors that are older and wiser than me, I'm now getting mentors that are younger and more digitally connected than I am. So when you're looking for a mentor, it's important to find people who have the experience in areas that you're not proficient in. This morning, I saw a great quote which said, the most important thing is life, in life, is not knowing everything, but it's having the phone number of someone who does. My last prediction for 2014 is that the Internet of Things is going to really affect marketers. At the moment, we don't find content, content finds us, but as the Internet of Things really takes off, brands and products will be trying desperately to find you as companies realise that they can contact you through their own products. Brands will no longer have to use Adface on television or radio or websites, they will be able to develop a relationship using their own products. You're listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. The whole reason we're here is to assist entrepreneurs to become successful. So you have a question about any aspect of business, please don't hesitate to email me at bob at bobpritchard.com and we will answer it on air or email you directly. My resolution to finish off the show is to bring you a better, more informed radio show that can assist entrepreneurs all around the world to achieve their dreams. You're listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Network. 
Have a happy New Year's Eve, a great new year, and be healthy, wealthy, and wise in 2014. You've been listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.